Welcome to episode number four of the Gratitude and Grit podcast hosted by Nick Prohaska and Brad Hokinson. We created this podcast for you to talk about real things with real people that everyone can relate to. Our goal with this show is to galvanize our community and provide you with the tools necessary to create a better you through gratitude and grit. On this week's episode, we're going to have our first guest, the policeman himself, Brian Coniglia. I think back to my first days in CrossFit and was always wondering about what gear do I need? What does this gear do? And when should I buy it? This episode will answer all your questions. So sit back, plug in, and enjoy the show. All right, for episode number four of the Gratitude and Grit podcast, uh, we're going to have our first guest, and uh, Brian's going to join us to talk about some of our favorite CrossFit gear. I think that's one of the, you know, the challenging things as you kind of get into CrossFit is you come in and you look at all these people with all their bags coming in every day, and you're like, what do I need? And uh, you start asking those questions, and it seems a little overwhelming at first um, as a new beginner if you're in flight school. And so... Definitely think it's a good opportunity for us to take some time on this podcast to break down some of the uh, CrossFit uh, gear. So, um, Nick, give us your kind of thoughts on CrossFit gear. Do we need it if we come to flight school, or where do we go from there? The question, I guess, or the answer, the way that I see it, lies in two pieces, right? Why CrossFit gear, or what gear do you need, and why do you need it? Um, and I think it's dual fold. One, it's for function, functionality, or performance, right? How do you perform well at the, any given task? And then the other is safety, right? So I think when we're looking at gear and talking about gear, it's really a, a function or a question of what do we need to perform well? And then what gear will help keep us safer, right? So whether that's, you know, literally the clothing that you wear, right? You're not going to come and work out in skin-tight jeans, right? That's just like... <laughs> Although, yeah, it would be funny, but you're not you're not typically going to do that, right? So just because you know it's not going to be functional, right? So what gear do we need based on, hey, how am I going to perform well, right? And then is this gear or are these clothing or are these things either keeping me safe or helping me stay safe in what I'm doing? So let's get started with the, you know, kind of the first and the foremost of CrossFit gear and shoes. So why do we need to wear CrossFit shoes? Yeah, so if you don't know, CrossFit uh, recommends a, a fairly specific type of shoe. If you think of it like a, a sport, there's a, a football cleat, there's a golf shoe, there are tennis shoes. Um, so that there is a function to the, the CrossFit style shoe. They're breathable, they're movable, um, but they also have support and, and rigidity in the, the sole. The, the sole of the shoe isn't soft and cushiony uh, and that's really for function for weightlifting uh, primarily you know when we're lifting weights deadlifting squatting pressing uh, any of the olympic compound movements we want a flat sole we want our feet to be in very close proximity to a very hard surface um, so that's for function and it's also for safety shoes that have the soft soles, uh, you know, the typical running shoes that you would think about allow your ankle and the foot to move laterally as well as uh, front to back. And when we're squatting and deadlifting, we don't want that roll of the ankle. We want a pretty rigid 
setup. So that the, the function of it is, hey, I want my foot pretty flat to the ground, um, but I also want it to be able to move and I want it to be able to breathe because it is, you know, you're getting hot and you're sweating and you want to be able to, to get out some of that, um, some of that sweat and some of that hot air. So, okay. So Brian, why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about, uh, shoes. Uh, so immediately we always think of Reebok Nanos, uh, Nike Metcons, or now we're starting to see the Nobles come around in the gym a little bit. So why don't you kind of break them down for us and give us what your thoughts are on them? Yeah, for the last, oh, I don't know, it's been, what, eight years now? I think the Nanos and Metcons have kind of been competing against each other, maybe nine years or so. The Nanos, I enjoy those. They were the first shoes kind of to come out in CrossFit. They uh, very minimalist-type shoes. The heels are very sturdy. You can run in them. You can jump with them. You can climb ropes with them. They're really great shoes. They're on their uh, ninth iteration now. For me, I buy the Nanos and Metcons. Uh, Nike Metcons, they, they also have, I think they're on their fifth, fourth or fifth uh, ones right now. They're also very solid. Metcons are skinnier to your feet, so if you have wide feet, a Metcon may not be the best one for you. You're going to feel it on your big toe and your little toe, just kind of squishing them together. Uh, you get calluses sometimes on those from box jumps, burpees, anything that's going to kind of rub your feet a little bit while you're while you're moving. The Nanos, the new ones, especially the Nines, they have a big wide foot base where your feet are, so your feet can kind of move around, but then they come in where your heel and the arch of your foot is, and they, they're very tight, and they feel great when you're trying to squat. Uh, I just bought them recently, so that I, I like them a lot. The Metcons kind of feel the same way in that aspect of it. Never tried the Nobles. I'm not a big fan of the way that they look. And I've seen and heard reviews where they fall apart easier. They have lots of, uh, like, the strings come off uh, on the the toes. Sometimes the heels will come off. I don't think they're as good climbing a rope as well. They don't have that uh, the catch part where, your, uh, where the arch of your foot is. I know there's another shoe that some people buy out there. It's, uh, I think we have two or three people that have bought them in the gym, the New Balance has some pretty good shoes. Yeah, exactly. Those are very, they're running shoes too. So like Nike, you know, you think of them as a running shoe. You think of New Balance as a running shoe. Well, New Balance also has a CrossFit shoe because they like to make minimalist type shoes. And that's what you want in CrossFit. When you're squatting, you kind of want more of a heel in there. So these shoes are, are good for that as well, since they're more solid. The New Balance shoes, uh, however, they they are very, very uh, small heels, so you can't drive out of the bottom of them as well, I think. So, m- question I get asked a lot, or actually a question I, I probably don't get asked, um, but it's more of implied, is like if someone comes in and they're doing CrossFit for their first week, do they need CrossFit shoes? No. I think for their first couple weeks, maybe even month, you're not going to wear CrossFit shoes. You're just going to wear a shoe that you have because it's all about trial and error. Like right. what, what fits well on my foot when I'm doing these movements. Yeah. I would, I would agree. And I think that would be a piece of recommendation or piece of advice I would give to people. It's like, no, you don't need the shoes right away, but the more you come around and the more that you do the movements, um, and the more that people, you talk to people about, Hey, I like this aspect of my Nike shoe. I like this aspect of my Reebok shoe. 
it helps me do this. I definitely notice a difference in squatting or, or pulling. Once you're thinking about committing into CrossFit, I think that's when you know the, the question should come up in your head like, okay, hey, should I consider buying a new pair of shoes? Right? Yeah, exactly. And, and then, you know, how much money are these shoes and how much money am I willing to spend on these shoes? Yeah, exactly. And, and the good thing with money-wise on these shoes, there's Reebok during the open right now had a sale for the first two weeks at least. They're $130 shoes, but they had these codes where you can get 50% off and they're like 65 bucks. Yeah. Nike does the same thing. Same thing. I'm not sure. I know the the Nano, or not the Nanos, the Nobles are usually, they're pretty proud of their price. Yeah. And the New Balance, they have them for pretty cheap a lot of times too. You can get last year's, which are pretty much the same. They just have different colors and stuff. But like Reebok's a good site to go to your outlet stores, go to your Nike outlet store. You'll see probably two or three different Nike shoes on the outlet store. Yeah. Um, you'll also see, I'm trying to remember where else you'll see them. They have them online, just pretty much Rogue. You can find them in lots of places. Yeah, Rogue Dicks. Uh, you know, the, that's kind of the cool thing about where we're at now with CrossFit. Like CrossFit is mainstream enough where you can go to a Dick Sporting Goods or you can go to the Reebok outlet and they have not one but multiple you know they've got different types of shoes there exactly. that you can try on you you don't you're not looking for a super niche shoe you exactly know? so yeah. yeah that that is a nice part with shoes you know and, and where we're at with CrossFit these days yeah and when we're looking at lifters too uh, I would say the the best thing for lifters are going to be which ones fit your feet the best and how long they're going to last the lifters I've bought two in my life and the only reason why I bought the second pair was because the first pair was starting to fall apart after about four years of using it. And then the other pair was on sale. They're usually very expensive to buy, but that's because they last for many, many years. And the heel on them are kind of like a wooden slash solid sole. So they don't wear out ever. There's no wear and tear on the bottoms of them. You're not going to run in them. Okay. So that's a good discussion about shoes. Uh, so let's talk about lifting belts. And so what is the function of a lifting belt and do, when do we need one? So the lifting belt, uh, again, you know, given the context of performance and safety, it does both. Uh, a lifting belt helps create pressure around your abdomen. Um, the example that I like to use w when you're lifting weights, let's just take squatting specifically uh, as the example when you're lifting weights you're putting a load on your on your back or on your shoulders uh, imagine your body is a soda can right and when you're the soda can is unopened there's a lot of pressure on it so you can stack multiple cans or, or weight on this can right but once you pop the top of that can you can crunch the can with your foot right and, and you you can do that because of the pressure that's inside the can so when we're lifting and, and squatting, an example, when we're squatting a load on our back, we want to make sure that we have as much pressure through our chest cavity and through our abdomen as we can. The lifting belt helps apply that pressure from the outside in, and it gives our, it gives our brain a reminder to push against that belt from the inside out. So, it, so it's kind of a reinforcement of of pressure. So it helps to perform better, but it also helps us keep a, keep a little bit safer. It allows you to challenge the, the load that you're lifting a little bit more. So, uh, performance and safety again for the lifting belt. So 
And then as far as design, I don't know, Brian, what do you think? Like there's, there's different types of belts out there, but what's kind of a rule of thumb that you go by? Yeah. I mean, you can go with your old school leather lifting belt from back in the day. That one works pretty well. It just gets real sweaty in CrossFit since we're doing lots of movements. So I, (laughs) I mean, you can do that if you're doing your power lifting days, but I, I enjoy two pood. I've tried probably four or five different belts. Uh, we have a couple at the gym as well. Yeah. Two pood has a great belt where if you're pressing out with your abdomen on a normal belt, the Velcro, if it gets weak, you may pop the Velcro off and then the belt is no longer a belt anymore. It just falls right. to your ankles. Two pood has this like double hitch thingy where you put the belt in, you you put it in and then you put in another loop and then you strap it over and it stays tight. So when you're pushing on your abdomen out, it'll, if the Velcro pops off, it's still held on by the two. The belt the, still stays on. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. A, I love those. They, they make great belts. Yep. They make real cool looking belts too. The design's cool. And that's always a plus when that, when the thing looks cool. So. Yeah. And that's on their website. You can just go to two pood. I know you can go get it at rogue as well. Uh, I know with belts too, the, the big thing is try not to rely on them all the time. I so true. Yeah. kind of got into that phase for a while there where I was just wearing the Relying belt. on it. Yeah. 60%, you know, 70%. And I finally stopped for a while and now I wear it at 85, 90%. And it, it's yeah. helped a lot. It helps your abs too get stronger. So, you know, if someone's new to CrossFit or like a weightlifting belt, that sounds hardcore. That sounds heavy. Like when do you think someone should be like, consider spending the 20 to $60 that a a lifting belt costs? Yeah. For those type of people that are looking into getting one, you may want to go for a couple months, get the form down first, because you're not going to sit there right away and do you know, your hundred percent max, yeah. you may, because you're, you don't have the, um, the stability yet, or you, you don't have the numbers yet, but there are some people that come into the gym that have that lifting background who have used belts. So those people will kind of know what belts to use. Yeah. The newer to lifting, I, I would definitely recommend getting the form first form, 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 form. Yeah. Always get your form first and then go and, and then get totally. your belts. Yeah, I, I would agree. It's it's an important piece of equipment, but is it a top priority? Probably not. Not until you have your technique down, which is allowing you to lift heavier loads, squat, press, deadlift. Then you can start to play with the belt, right? There's one, we have belts at the gym that you can use, um, but it is kind of a custom piece where you want one that fits your body. Exactly. Right, right? you know, we don't, stock belts for every body shape and size. So we just have a couple extra laying around. So, you know, the recommendation or mine is, Hey, just try one out, find someone in the gym that is about your size. And if they have a belt, say, Hey, you mind if I use that once or twice and see if you like it and, and play around with it that way? You know? Exactly. Well, we have different styles at the gym. This, the, the extra ones, and you can do the ones with the big back, the little back, the, there's a bunch of different styles. That, and that's the nice thing. You can kind of customize it to yourself. Okay. So next we're going to talk a little bit about jump ropes. So I feel like jump ropes are right up there with the shoe discussion and it's very personal thing. So, uh, again, the gym's got a great new selection of jump ropes in all shapes and sizes and colors. Uh, but again, why do we need a jump rope and when do we think is the good time to get one? Uh, yeah. So the jump rope, my honest answer, if you know that you're going to commit to CrossFit for at least 
three months, go ahead and buy a jump rope. They're like, you can spend as little as $10 or you can spend, you know, my, I think my jump rope, I have the original handles. I've had this rope five or six years and I've replaced the cable maybe three times. I think it was a $30 jump rope. So one, it's a relatively inexpensive investment. Uh, two, yeah. So why do we do it? This is all about function. Um, it's not really an issue of safety. It's, you know, the jump rope is, it's a tool that we use in the gym regularly, uh, as, as a monostructural component. Um, and it needs to be custom tailored to your height, um, and your style of jumping at the, at your current physical, you know, skill level. Uh, some jump ropes out there are designed for beginners. Others are out, others are designed for more advanced athletes. So, it's worth investing in one pretty early on. If you're like, Hey, I'm going to give this CrossFit thing a try or man, I've been here three months. I've been here six months. Shoot. I've been here a year and I don't have my jump rope yet. Maybe it's time to like spend the 20 bucks, get your own jump rope. Uh, cause your performance will increase if you have one that's suited to, to your style and your, your preference. Yeah. Jump rope side would definitely recommend, especially probably after your first month, you're going to know that you're going to want to do this you're kind of committed to it. The jump ropes at the gym are, are great. They're good starter ropes as well. Or if you forgot your rope at, at home, but it's always nice to have your personal rope. You can customize the color. You can customize the handles. It, it's awesome. I have uh, the RX gear jump ropes. Those are probably my favorite ones. The handles are made out of, or the ball bearings in them are like skateboard ball bearings. And they were probably one of the first ropes to kind of come into CrossFit and say, Hey, look, we got this awesome jump rope here. You should try it. The replacement ropes on it are eight, nine bucks. And I go through them quite frequently after you get double unders or you're even trying triple unders, the plastic, it'll, it'll kind of wear out. And then it goes down to a metal kind of metal, uh, braided wire. Yeah. Braided wire. There you go. Um, you'll see the, the metal braided wires after a while. You can replace it. You don't even have to. But if you're jump roping on concrete, obviously, you're going to replace it much, much sooner. But RX is probably my favorite ones. There's RPM ropes. Those are more expensive. Oh, RX ropes, they're, I think, 45 bucks when you first get them. They usually have sales, too, during um, the Thanksgiving or Black Friday. They'll have sales that whole whole time. RPM has great ropes, very expensive. They spin very well, though. They're, they last a long time. I know lots of the top athletes have them as well, or they're sponsored by them. Try to remember any other ropes. I mean, you can go get the cool plastic ones that used to jump with in elementary school, too. I've seen people <laughs> use those before, but I would not recommend it. But, yeah, definitely commit on a rope. Try the ones at the gym. Try the ones that your friends have. Something out there that you can at least jump with and see how you like it. You want it to spin fast. You want your hands to to spin with it. You don't want to um, you don't want a rope that's gonna be maybe just like a, a regular I don't know wicker rope. You know something like that. You want something that's gonna spin really well. I think the other thing to add to jump rope is 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 when you get to the double under phase. And so I've been doing CrossFit for three years now and just got double unders here in the last few months. And to me, what really helped was the RX gear rope. Uh, so as I love the handles, um, but then you buy the heavy rope. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. And then, so then as you start going, the heavy rope really allows you to feel the rope. 
Uh, and then once you kind of get to field and rope, you can go to up one more weight class and then one more weight class all the way up to kind of their lighter one. I think they have five different weights. Yep. And that Ultra is, I think, the lightest one. Yep. And like that, that just really helps you get the speed as you get closer to getting them. And then the other thing is, is they come in two inch increments. And so when you first start out, you might be a longer rope. Um, I'm six foot one. And so I was like at a nine, six rope. And then now I'm like at a nine foot two rope because I'm keeping my hands a little bit closer to my sides and I'm not making such a big circle there. So I think, uh, it's kind of like with anything we've talked about so far, it's, you know, as you get into CrossFit, you need birthday and Christmas ideas. And so it's a good way to start, uh, getting these little items to put in your bag. So, um, with that, we'll move on to, uh, grips. So thinking of, uh, pull up grips and, um, what is kind of the function of the, uh, the grip? So, yeah, the gymnastics grips or the pull-up grips for your hands, right? That's what we're talking about, hand grips. Um, That, again, we can talk in terms of performance and safety. Many people find that the gymnastics grips will help uh, their grip on a pull-up bar specifically. I think we're just mainly talking about, you know, a pull-up bar or rings for muscle-ups. But uh, the grip will increase, uh, or the grip, what am I trying to say? The tension of your yeah. grip, right? You're, it's, it's tackier. Not skin on metal. It's right. like leather on metal. Yeah, exactly. So uh, because of that, you can do more repetitions, right? Because you can do more repetitions, obviously, uh, you can increase your intensity in the workout. Um, when you're doing higher volume and repetitions, now it becomes a safety. There's a benefit of the safety as well because if you're on a pull-up bar doing... 60, 80, 100 or more repetitions in a workout or in a couple days, uh, you know, the calluses on your hands or the, the soft skin on your hands um, can tear, right? And, and if anybody that's been doing CrossFit for a while knows that that doesn't feel good, right? The, the dead skin, the callus tears off your hand. It hurts and it's a pain in the butt. So the gymnastics grips help prevent tearing um, because of higher volume workouts. So, and there's, you know, just like everything else, there's a ton of brands out there. I know we have a couple of preferences, I think, but um, what are you, what grips do you have right now? Right now I have the Victory grips, like Stealth XLs. Yeah. I think they're the thicker ones. The one that I use the most or the one that I use all the time right now, and I have to replace it because I've, it's worn, it, it's been worn out in the middle. That's right. Is a non finger grip. So it's, it goes over, basically, when I jump up there, it goes over all of my fingers and it goes over my palm and, it lets me jump off the bar and then I can go grab a barbell at the same time. Some people will do the finger hole grips, like the two finger, three finger. Right. And they have to jump up and then they have to take them off or take the fingers off so that they can grab the barbell. So mine's just kind of like an easier access to that. Right. I've tried many different brands. There's one brand that you buy. It's tape. They, they have it specially taped for you. Yeah. You wear that tape. I wore the crap out of the tape. So that was uh, not fun wearing that tape out um jerk fit has some good grips they're cloth grips so they're mm-hmm. really nice to use as well especially if you have maybe softer hands those might be better for you to use you can go to dicks and just go buy the 
whatever gymnastic ones that they have there. Those are great starting ones. Totally. And those are pretty cheap too. Yeah. 15, 15, 10, 15 bucks, something like that. Super cheap. Yeah. Yeah, Victory grips. You're going to get up there in price because they last so long. They're 45 to 60 bucks. Yep. And I would say for me personally, that those have been the best grips that I've found that Mm -hmm. I've liked. You know, again, there's a ton of good grips out there. People like for different reasons, but yeah, the victory grips have lasted for me a yeah. really long time. So. Majority of the gym have them too. I mean, I, we bought them a couple of years ago as a, as a yeah. bulk one. And most of the people still have those, which is, which is nice. And they, they like them. I, I have seen the jerk fits in there. A couple yep. of people wear those and the jerk fits are nice because they also have a wrist wrap on it as well. It sure. comes with a wrist wrap yep. and, and that I'm, trying to remember any other brands out there that bear complex has oh a bear few. complex yeah they're they're good they're just like victory grips just different names super you know? similar with grips uh they're different materials right there's the leather mm-hmm. leather suede and then kind of the composite um any differences in those that you found the leathers stick a little bit better i when I use the leather, the leather composite ones, I believe are the ones that I use. I like those a lot. They save my hands. I haven't torn my hands in at least a year plus right now, just using yeah. those. And that, that helps out a lot. The straight leather are real nice because they will stretch out and then they get soft on the other side where your hands moving. And then they also right. are soft on the the side where it's touching the, the bar. Yeah. Um, so thinking, you know, I'll ask you this question. If someone's like, I don't have grips, when should I buy these things? Why should I get them? At at what point would you recommend or how would you recommend someone getting into that? I would recommend because right now just seeing people at the gym, especially some of the the newer ones, I'd recommend, you know, within the first month or so get them because we do a lot of pulling movements. Even if you don't have pull-ups, you're doing something where you're holding on to the pull-up bar we're doing many different things that can can strain your hands even in our yeah. warm-ups you know we're doing that but you may not have pull-ups you're doing jumping pull-ups well it's still gonna kind of wear out the calluses and stuff on your hands i'd recommend as soon as you want to just, just go out and buy the dicks ones first and just see what they feel just like see. yeah yeah i agree i think the other quick thing about grips is is um to learn hand care would be one of the first things uh, after getting into crossfit is to go to Walgreens and buy a corn or callus shaver uh, and then shave your calluses once every couple weeks, you know, after your Saturday workout or whatever. Use a pumice stone and uh, really work on your calluses so that way you don't tear them because you have this huge callus, and I think that helps that effort a lot. That was one of the frustrating things about CrossFit at the beginning was I was always tearing my hands until I kind of figured all that out. So Yeah, and it just takes five minutes just to sit there and just – touch up on your calluses i mean everyone has five minutes while you're watching football or something there you go okay um let's move on to another popular item that i actually do not own yet uh, and that is knee sleeves so nick why do we need knee sleeves Uh, because they make you feel good (laughs) (laughs) pretty much for the most part uh so yeah knee sleeves uh you'll see people wearing those when they're primarily lifting, squatting, uh, deadlifting, uh, I'd say, you know, pretty much squatting. Um, it keeps two reasons. It keeps the joint warm. Uh, people find that, you know, you, you kind of get cold there and that's, you know, you, you want your joints warm. So they're, they're able to move easily. Um, think of it in t- it's similar to the lifting belt where it keeps some pressure around the joint as well. It gives you a reminder to 
to keep tension around the joint. So um, different styles there, different thicknesses of, of knee sleeves. But when did you get your first knee sleeves? Oh, I got them pretty early on, probably two weeks in. So I got them pretty, I would say, or not two weeks in, like two months in, maybe a month in, something like that. Yeah. It wasn't until I I didn't have any knee issues, so I just never really wore them because I didn't know what they were, and I didn't have them before CrossFit either. What sparked you to get your your pair? When I started getting heavier, uh, I started CrossFit out in Arizona, so it was super warm all the time. So all your joints are always warm, right? <laughs> non stop. So <laughs> right. when I got there, I got the thicker ones. Everyone's like, get the seven millimeter ones, the real thick ones that, and they help in, in the bottom of your squat and whatnot. And so I forget my first pair had to have been rock tape. I think it was rock tape was my first pair. I bought one of the rogue brands in there as well. Uh, probably halfway through my CrossFit kind of career. And then when I moved out here, I bought a couple more rock tapes and some skinnier ones, the five millimeters. I enjoy those a lot more now than the thicker ones, thicker ones. You can't run in. Yeah. Well, you can, it's, it's just, just harder to run. Really in. uncomfortable. Yeah. Thin ones, keep your knees warm winter time, stuff like that. You can run around outside. Yeah. So the, the knee sleeves are made out of a neoprene. Um, and you know, Brian hinted on it when you're in the bottom of a squat as well, it, it kind of loads tension on the knee sleeve and it, it feels like, or it gives, you know, that, that tension releases on the knee sleeve and it gives you a little bit of, uh, I mean, it's such a small percentage of assistance or help, but it, but Correct, it kind yeah. of helps you stand back up out of a squat uh, because there's so much tension in that neoprene down at the bottom of a squat. It's very similar to if you've ever seen the old school, I know some people maybe you've never seen CrossFit, but you've seen the old school weightlifters with the the cloth around their knees. That's exactly what it does in the bottom. It tightens everything up. The knee sleeves just do it at a, not as big of a magnitude as the, the wrap. As a cloth do. wrap. Correct. Yeah. Okay, and I think the one quick note to add on knee sleeves is they also make a great uh, leg sleeve. So when you're doing rope climbs, uh, it's nice to have a nice shin sleeve because the wool sock just does not work. I think a lot of us <laughs> yep. buy the wool sock to save a few bucks, and that's basically worthless. Uh, so I, I find it very good to just get a simple leg sleeve. You can split them usually with a, a friend at the gym if you buy them in a pair. Uh, put them on your one leg and it'll definitely save your shin from getting cut it up uh, from climbing ropes. So um, with that, we're going to move on to our last uh, CrossFit equipment item, which you see almost everyone wearing, and that's wrist wraps. And so I've seen kind of the Velcro ones. I've seen the ones where people wrap them and seems to be a few different models there. But uh, Nick, why do we need to wear wrist wraps? I think of it in terms of very similar to the weight belt, the li the lifting belt. It gives, you know, the wrist some stability um, and a little bit of confidence to do whatever it is you're going to ask it to do. Uh, it limits the movement of the joint. Um, you know, a lot of times when we're pressing specifically overhead, that the wrist takes takes a, a lot of that load and, and it is uncomfortable. So the, the wrist wrap helps protect the joint by creating some pressure around it. Um, so it, it, it's kind of more, I, I would almost say, and Brian, you can weigh in on this. I would say the wrist wrap is more for like a, a safety thing to keep the joint from going to full, 
flexion or full extension rather than a performance enhancing yeah, piece of equipment. Yeah, because when you're in your push press or your jerks, I mean, it's not necessarily helping you hold the weight up. I know some people complain when they're in a clean that their wrist hurt a little bit. So if you're wearing a wrist wrap, what it's doing is while your wrist bends backwards, the wrap is pushing your wrist back to forward, which yes. is good lots of times. Sometimes it's bad if you're dumping the bar too many times, you have it maybe too tight. But I think it's just like the belt where it's a safety or not a, not necessarily a safety, but maybe a comfort. They're, comfort, yeah. They're like, hey, this is super heavyweight. You know, when you're at 300 pounds above your head, maybe it feels better. I, I'm not quite there yet, but... I haven't worn wrist wraps in, in quite a while. I bought mine uh, off Etsy. You can just buy them off there and they have... Yeah, there's you can get them anywhere. like 15 bucks. You can get them at Dick's for the same thing. You don't need the coolest, biggest, thickest ones ever. You just need something that's going to kind of support it. The, the ones that I have are cloth and they keep it tight. So if I'm doing lots of jerks, they kind of help out a lot. Or anything above my head, they help out a lot. The other ones at Dick's that I like were the... They're, they were elastic-y ones, and those are nice because they're, yeah, they're good I can't think starter. of the name. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I forget what brand it is, but they're just elastic-y, and they have a little Velcro thing that you you put onto your wrist, and it feels good. It, it keeps it warm as well, but it doesn't also keep it as tight as a cloth one because a cloth one's kind of like your belt. There's no give. Yeah. You're kind of pushing out on it the whole time. The, vel- the elastic-y ones, you can kind of – there's a little bit more, more give, give there. More give to it. Yeah, the wrist wraps, uh, that's something that's super easy to, to test out as mm-hmm. well. People have those in the gym, and it's easy to just say, hey, you mind if I try those for a set or for a couple reps and just see what those feel like? Uh, you know, getting into CrossFit, are they necessary? I, I don't think so. Um, but, again, for a $10 or a $20 investment, is it nice to maybe have? Yeah, I mean, you'll see most most athletes' gym bag, there, there's a set of wrist wraps exactly, in there. Yeah. Whether or not they use them every day or or even once a month but but it is something that is kind of nice to have have in the bag just in case yeah just an extra piece of gear here or there yeah for sure so one of the things that i've been pondering um and it goes along with wrist wraps is is why do we not wear like the cloth wrist wraps that for sweat you know to like wipe your forehead and stuff like that it it seems like it would make sense as much sweating as we do. Why do we not wear those in CrossFit or have you seen anybody that's wearing those that's got a benefit of that? Well, I remember a couple of years ago, like Matt Frazier had at the games, he, he took socks and cut them and then put them around his wrist. So he doesn't usually use wrist wraps, not unless maybe they're doing like a super heavy clean and jerk at the games, but he was putting socks around his wrist to keep, to keep his hands dry. So you can buy those. You can buy forearm sweatbands as well. You, I wouldn't recommend buying a wrist wrap to keep the sweat off of you it, because it's going to be real tight around your wrist regardless. Now, the elastic-y ones, you can do that. You can keep those kind of looser as well. I know um, the, the forearm sweatbands are good if you really want that, but I don't think it gets so hot out that we're doing so many pull-ups or something where we're sweating nonstop and have to use, you know, have to brush off your, the sweat from your eyebrows or anything like that. Okay. Nick, any other closing thoughts? 
I'm thinking maybe we should just start getting into the sweatband industry. Maybe we should just bring sweatbands <laughs> back. <laughs> I like it. For real though, man. There's um, if you have sweaty hands, you know, maybe you want to invest in a pair of sweatbands. I know like Florida would be great right? in Florida. I, I have worked out in Florida a couple times totally. and my we were doing kettlebell swings and I almost lost it a couple times. Yeah. So but here it doesn't get so humid where you're right. it, it does sometimes, but but we've got AC, so it's yeah, not exactly. that terrible. So yeah, I don't know what they have in Florida. They don't have AC. Nothing, dude. <laughs> Most gyms don't. don't Palmetto have. bugs. Right. So <laughs> no, I think we're good there. All right. Thanks, Brian, for joining us on our first podcast with a guest, and uh, stay tuned. That's a wrap on episode number four, and a big thanks to Nick and Brian for sharing their insight on CrossFit gear with this community. And a big thank you to our community for joining us. Please don't forget to subscribe to the Gratitude and Grit podcast and join us every week for a new episode. If this podcast is delivering value to your life, then let us hear about it. If we are missing something, then please let us know about it by sending your questions and comments to podcast at kcicrossfit.com.